Welcome to Inner Divine Alchemy, a podcast for spiritual seekers who dare to explore the depth of this divine existence and the constructs that make up our very reality. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a fellow spiritual seeker, full-time creative entrepreneur, and best-selling indie author. If you're looking to go deeper on the types of things we discuss on this podcast, I sincerely hope you'll join me in my monthly membership community called the Inner Divine Collective at innerdivinealchemy.com. Without further ado, let's get metaphysical, shall we? Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited to introduce special guest Jennifer Schluter. Jennifer is a hypnotherapist and breathwork facilitator who loves helping people live a life of limitlessness, expansion, happiness, and fulfillment. Because she believes we didn't come to this earth to follow society's rules about what's possible. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? (laughs) Healing and transformation, teaching hypnosis and channeling are what her clients come to her for and are just some of the topics we'll be discussing today. Without further ado, please join me in giving a warm welcome to Jennifer Schluter. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. To start, could you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey and how you got into the quantum healing space? Yes, absolutely. I can do that. So in like a few years ago, 2015, it was, I was in a job, I was managing editor of 22 newspapers. And while that sounds exciting, yes, it was, it was an amazing job, amazing team, you know, had a car, had an apartment, had everything that I wanted and a great life with friends in LA. But at the same time, I was like, I don't have the freedom that I want. I cannot go travel. Something is missing and things in my private life kept kind of kind of going in a downward spiral. So I was like, okay, I need to do something against this. And then my friend recommended me her hypnotherapist. And (laughs) after my first session, I remember that it was in the evening and then I went home, I slept and at 5am I wake up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit my my job and I'm going to move to Paris for six months and I'm going to work online. And then- Yeah. And then my friend and my friend told me, she was like, why are you limiting yourself? Why you just want to go to Paris and not everywhere? I was like, whoa, okay, well, I want to travel the world. So yeah, let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) And so my first hypnosis session had such a big impact on me that I kept doing hypnotherapy and then it kept impacting me further to whereas my relationship with my mom improved a lot uh, now we're actually vacationing together and it's totally fine. We're not fighting. No, nothing. And it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And then also my money mindset has completely transformed. And I, as a person have transformed through hypnosis and I think it's the most powerful tool. And that's why I decided to study it myself. And when I had my first coach, she got me into past life regression And that's when I went down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's always something, right? There's just always something that kind of clicks 
in your brain where you're like, oh, this is interesting. And that just leads into, yeah, down the rabbit hole, just like you said. (laughs) Absolutely. You can't stop (laughs) once you start it. So that is so cool because from from my research and just looking into hypnosis, it seems like it has a really large impact in kind of rewiring the subconscious mind. And so you kind of touched on this when you were kind of giving your introduction, but you know, what has your experience been with I guess with hypnosis or can you give an example of something that's happened after you've been hypnotized or just I don't, I don't know if hypnotized is the right word because I know it's hypnotherapy, but just how that has helped you rewire your subconscious mind and how you're seeing that reflected in your reality. Absolutely. Um, so, well, first I can give you that, or I'm going to, exp- I'm going to go a little bit further into the example that I just gave. So Perfect. yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> When I, before I had that session, I did not know what to do. I did not know what my next step was. I didn't have the confidence to do anything. I was lost basically. And then after that first session, something clicked and I, for some reason I had the, I, for, unfortunately, I don't remember what she did. <laughs> I have no therapist back then. I don't remember what she did, but, um, she did something and, um, I had the confidence. I knew what to do. And I kind of felt like I I just had this inner guidance that would take me no matter what would happen because I had no clue how to work online and travel the world. So (laughs) I was like, okay, I just had this inner guidance that would take me step by step by step. And the more that I did hypnosis also, the more this happened. Also, one time I did my very first past life regression and it was actually a life between lives regression that is on YouTube, available on YouTube. So all your listeners can check that out for free. Um, very cool. <laughs> it is with a, yeah, it is a guy with a guy who's from the Past Life Awakening Institute, I think it's called, Mark Beale. And he had this life between life session. And for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a session that will not only take you to a past life, but also to the space in between lives. So basically connect you to, the, oh, to your soul. Wow. And that was the very first time that I connected with my soul knowingly basically right right (laughs) and we're always trying to find our purpose and back then I was really big into finding my purpose and why I was here on this earth and I wanted to know what I was supposed to be doing here and I just got the word love and learn and teach how to love and everything in my whole life made sense from how I grew up with my parents to my romantic partners until then, until my, also my friendship connections, everything just kind of like clicked. And I was like, wow, I (laughs) am supposed to learn and teach how to love. That is so true. And that's what I'm literally doing as well with hypnosis. And that's how it transforms your mind. And and I help people like, ah, I just love it. <laughs> I help people. I help people with like um, anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. Not that mm-hmm. they will never come again because we always have lows and always have highs and lows and whatnot. But people will. The more they connect to their souls, the more they have this inner knowing that everything will be okay. And yes. the more they connect within, the more they know what to do when such a low arises. Yes. And oftentimes it's so interesting because I think about just polarity and the duality of living in this, you know, this third dimension, this particular reality and how our perspective just really shapes 
so much of that because I used to view certain things that would happen, like I would play the victim or I would think it was something Mm. negative or that it meant something about me. And I've done so much, I guess you could say inner child healing and shadow work where now I just understand that everything is an experience for my expansion to ultimately bring me back to love, to that state of just unconditional love and divine knowing and trust that everything is always working out and that we are always going to be okay, no matter what. (laughs) Exactly. And I love that we can actually attain that trust and that that knowing because yes. it's sometimes it's not easy, <laughs> but we, we, we got it. And the more we do it, the better it gets. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's kind of like a muscle, you know, it's something that yeah. you have to, you have to practice it and it's being intentional and aware because there are some mornings where I will wake up and <laughs> I am just not, I'm not feeling it. Or I don't know, maybe I had a, a dream or um, went somewhere <laughs> astrally speaking when I was asleep <laughs> and maybe had an experience that kind of, you know, drained me because there are some mornings I wake up and I am so drained and I can't explain why, because I, you know, I got plenty of sleep and some mornings where I wake up and everything's great. And I've had a lot of really interesting experiences in kind of the, the dream state and astral traveling and lucid dreaming. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> our subconscious can take us to wild places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I wanted to also ask you about breath work as well, because I believe you are a breath work facilitator. So I'd love to know how you how you got into that. <laughs> oh yeah, breath work is also just incredible. So I got into it because my friend does it. And she was like, do you want to swap sessions? Because I never tried hypnosis before. And I was like, "Uh, sure, sure. I really would love to try breath work. And so we did our first session and I was like, and she took me into it deep. If you don't go into deep, if you just do the surface, then it's great. But if you go into it really, really, really deeply, it's like, wow, it is mind blowing. And I basically had a conversation with the energy of Jesus when I was in breath work. Because breath work, when you compare it with hypnosis, and sometimes I like to put the two together because they're really powerful when they're being put together. So mm-hmm. breath work is basically, um, you're, so this particular breath work is also called rebirthing because you can literally experience a rebirth when you are going deep into that trance state. And breath work wow. shows you how powerful our minds are and how they do not need any psychedelics, any drugs, any alcohol, any whatsoever to get into that deep, deep, deep subconscious or super conscious state of mind where you can connect to source, to Jesus energy, to whatever energy you want to connect to uh, just by simply breathing. It is Mm -hmm. so powerful. And that's why I was like, I want to do it too. So (laughs) she taught me. (laughs) That is so cool. Yeah, I recently got into breath work, I would say about a year or two ago. I'm not a facilitator or anything. It's just a a tool that I like to practice or kind of have in my toolkit, if you will. Um, But I 
the first time I did it, it actually scared me a little bit because yeah. <laughs> I was so deep into the process and I just started crying. And I realized how much of a release I had of like repressed emotions. And of course, my logical mind or the ego, if you will, was trying to identify where these emotions were coming from, like why I was feeling so much sadness. And then that would, you know, transmute into joy and euphoria. And then I'd go, it was like this emotional roller coaster. But after I finish each breathwork session, it is like, I feel like a, like you said, rebirthed. I feel like a completely different person. Like I have let go of years of just trauma and repressed emotions and all of that. (laughs) I know it is so powerful and it is so good. And the great thing is that you don't even have to talk about the thing that is bothering you or the trauma that you have. You don't have to talk about it. You literally just breathe it out. Yes. Yes. And that's what's so cool too, is because I think for some, well, I don't, I say I think, but I really don't know for some of these repressed emotions that my subconscious mind has kind of been, um, I don't know. I don't want to say hiding from me. I guess I've been hiding them from myself, but I don't know. Breathing through those, I feel like a lot of those had to deal with past past lives and things that maybe I'm not going to consciously be able to remember while I'm here in this lifetime. Um, or maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know how many past life. I've I've actually never done a professional past life regression, but it's something that I really want to do because I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> so when you so in breathwork, so is this something do you teach classes on this? Do you do um is it more of a one-on-one thing or virtually or how do you do that? No, so what I do with breathwork is I, um, when I'm in a place, because I used to travel a lot, and then when I'm in a place, I would give workshops. And now where I'm here in Cape Town, and I've been here for a long time, sometimes I give in-person workshops. But most of my stuff is really done online. And I also love to facilitate group breathwork. Just mm-hmm. because, um, again, like it is, it is super, super powerful. And especially, you know, you will know that you're not alone experiencing what are you, what you are experiencing. Right. Um, so I, I do all group one-on-one, whatever. Yeah. That is so cool. And so that would be so nice to have. Well, I think for me, I've, I'm still wanting to be in a sense of community with, you know, other people who can hold the space for, for healing and not judge or, which usually I feel like people who come to, you know, do hypnotherapy or breath work or things like that, they're not, they're not there to judge. They're there because they are wanting to heal or they're wanting to, I guess, expand or really connect with themselves on a soul level. But the community piece of it, I just find so wonderful. And I feel like this is something that's getting more, I don't want to say popular, but I feel like more and more people, or at least from what I've seen or I've observed, more people are coming together to heal together. And I think that's so beautiful because that's just really reinforcing the this mission of just returning to love, returning to love and choosing love every single day. 
I totally agree. I also think that there's so many people right now that are just, that want to help each other, that want to support each other, that want to see each other grow so that we, we are all coming together as the human race. It may not look that way yet, but I have <laughs> We're on our way. Faith, faith that it is that way. Exactly. We're on our way, right? <laughs> It is. It's It's really about, um, I know when the, the pandemic started, I really had to kind of hold the, like ground myself in the light and hold that space, like hold that vision for what humanity could be and, and how we treat each other and what what our lives and our reality could look like. And I'm so big on just perspective and how your perspective shapes your reality and the things that you're consuming, you know, food, the media, um, information, just other people, your influences, like the people surrounding you, all of that plays such a role in the quality of your life. Because I know that I was someone who, before I was, I guess you could say, spiritually aware, I, very similar to you, I, I was stuck kind of in a a lifestyle that was very nine to five hustle and grind culture. It was very unhealthy. It was toxic. And I was always searching for my worth outside of myself. So I think you have a similar journey to that. And I'd love to, if you're, if you're open to sharing about that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I totally am. And I totally agree with you. I actually got some chills when you said like you were always looking for your worth outside because Mm-hmm. Um, I used to absolutely feel the same way because my parents separated at the age when I was like, I think I was eight. Yeah, I was eight. And that moment hit me so hard because at that moment I was like, okay, I'm not worthy of love of them being together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I wasn't really, I didn't have a good relationship with either of them at first. So for me, I never felt worthy of love. And that drifted into my relationship. So I was looking to find love outside with really, really toxic people. And it didn't matter what they were doing, cheating, lying, being in gangs, being an alcoholic, whatever it was, I did not care as long as they acted acted as they were loving me, or maybe they did love me also. (laughs) But I was definitely looking to find that love outside. And then later I was just trying to... I was trying to fit into the mold that society wanted me to be and that my parents expected me to be. I, I was a little rebel. I have to say like, you know, not all kids in Germany, they, they go off to the U S and they say, Oh, I want to study in LA and I'm going to do it. (laughs) But (laughs) at the same time, I still, you know, I was like, Oh, after college, I need a job and da da da. So, um, yeah, always also trying to look for my worth outside for sure. Yeah, I I feel like we have very similar stories in terms of just our past because my my parents also divorced, but I was a teenager. I was 16. Um, but that really going from having a, a childhood and such a happy childhood where my parents were together to them no longer being together just brought up a whole slew of <laughs> of mm. issues and then feeling like I needed to prove myself or one of the biggest things that I've had to work through over the past few years is earning people's love, people's acceptance, yeah. <laughs> people, right? Like just that I have to earn it, kind of like I have to prove myself, um, which has resulted in 
me self-isolating, like not being able to cope around other people, like having to self-isolate, um, and then also hyper-independence and not being able to ask for help. And it's so interesting because the universe, <laughs> the universe has a funny way of just dropping situations into your lap right when you need them in order to break through those emotional blocks or those, you know, those, I guess those shadows or those repressed qualities, which is again, something that I've gone through over the past three years where I feel like I have, I'm finally fully shedding that, that inner need, that weird toxic need to earn because earning to me is a very, I think this is a very outdated mentality. And I also think with the pandemic, it's going to kind of fade away, like people needing to quote unquote, earn money or to earn their spot or to earn their reputation. I feel like this is there's going to be an interesting shift here on a quantum level where people are going to wake up just to their innate worthiness, right? Like just that you exist and you are here and your soul chose to come here and and that's enough right i think so many of us just we feel like we're not enough or we're just searching outside of ourselves for what enough is i totally agree and i also see it in the shift from nine to fives to seeing so many like i'm literally surrounded online mm -hmm. by women who are coaches or who have their own online businesses and especially women right now, you know, they yes. have that. I think most of us have that problem, <laughs> not so much <laughs> men, but more women. And I see that beautiful shift and where they're taking their power back, where they're like, you know what, I'm a mom, but I can still run a business. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what, I just want to drop out of college and start my own business because I fucking can, because I have the right to, because exactly. <laughs> my ancestors probably would have wished for that freedom. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to do something for, uh, with it. <laughs> it's so beautiful because it feels like there's this, there's this healing that's happening between the, because, uh, I mean, at least from my perspective and how I grew up, because I know we all have different perspectives, but I feel like I grew up in the, a toxic masculine or the toxic patriarchy, that kind of society where the, the feminine qualities were just completely shut out and ignored. And I always try to look for the, you know, the, the light side of everything. And with the pandemic, I'm seeing a rise in, in the divine feminine and these feminine qualities, mm -hmm. just like you said, it's this, it's kind of like we all had we all kind of got a little bit of a break in, in a sense or had something so paramount happen, which was the pandemic that just completely shifted everything for a lot of people that it allowed them to stop and to slow down and to actually kind of look at their lives and what they were doing with their days and how they were spending their time. And I think there's this huge shift in people realizing that they're time and their happiness and their their well-being is not worth the material stuff and the money and the status and the reputation all of the things that are usually associated with the ego <laughs> i wholeheartedly agree and some of the people who thought that they probably lost a lot in the pandemic mm -hmm. and it's like our mental health, and I like to call it mental wealth, actually, our yes. mental <laughs> wealth is so important. 
and connecting with their soul. Like also pandemic has brought people to look at themselves, at their souls, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not just on the surface level, but to go really, 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 really deep when they were forced or not forced. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's why I love that we're talking about just the power of hypnotherapy, the power of breath work, and just quantum healing in general, because I think a lot of the people listening have started on this, you know, a spiritual journey or have felt spiritually awakened or have had dark nights of the soul or what I'm starting to call dark nights of the ego because I'm realizing. And, <laughs> and, and it's funny because they never, I don't know, the more that things happen, the less reactive I am to them because again, it's that inner trust and knowing that everything's going to be okay. So just like you said, with all of those people who maybe lost things during the pandemic, yes, those things were hard, but I really hope they realize that they're still here, they're still living, they're still able to experience this life and this reality, whether they think that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like that they're okay, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so are there any other tools or methods that you would recommend for someone who is interested in quantum healing? Like, is there anything else outside of uh, hypnotherapy and breath work that has really helped you on your journey? I do love EFT and journaling as well. Um, <sighs> just because they're so simple. But so for example, journaling, right? It's so simple. But when you get the right questions from somebody, and yes. for that, you can look at like online personalities or even, you know, you can just Google some, but if you get the right questions and if you allow yourself to just literally vomit onto the page and then don't <laughs> stop for like 20 minutes and see whatever comes out, you can draw out so much. And same with EFT, because with EFT, you can, you are not only able to get to release a lot of emotions, but you can also connect with your soul. That's what I like to do. I, um, there is this method that I know and kind of have also put my own spin towards mm -hmm. it, which, and, and I call it you with EFT, you can have conversations between your heart and your intuition, like your heart and, or, I mean, sorry, your head and your intuition, like basically right. your soul. That, so EFT is a, is an emotional freedom, freedom technique. technique. Yeah. So is that that's tapping, right? Is that yeah. or I don't know if that's the that is like a slang term, but yeah. So tapping. So I've actually tried that before, and it was amazing how um, it really helped neutralize kind of my fight or flight response or my. I guess just my react, sometimes I can, well, in the past, I used to have a reactive nature when something would happen. I would suddenly, my mind would just go into all of these worst case scenarios. And I found that tapping really, just like you said, it was, I was able to connect or kind of calm my head space down and really connect with my intuition and, and get back to that place of knowing that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> That should be the name of the podcast. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, a lot of people, when you're searching outside of yourself for worth, for happiness, for validation, for acceptance, it's, you know, as someone who did that for so many years, 
and then who stopped doing that because I realized it wasn't working and there had to be another way. And then going within and cultivating that sense of, of worth and peace and inner fulfillment from within, that's really what I, I feel like I'm here to do is to just help people connect with, with their soul and just to, just to know that they're safe here <laughs> in the physical reality, like that they're safe here and that they can know peace, inner peace, regardless of what's happening in the world around them. Exactly. And regardless of where they're at in their journey or regardless of where they're at in their location, whatever it is like you, there is a, a different way of living out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all you have to do is just like you said earlier, just practice that muscle practice talking to your soul and practice being with it and practice calmness and silence. And just be, then that way also you get to be okay with not only things around you, but also with yourself. You just yes. accept what is, you accept yourself, you accept the moment. You're just like, okay, past was, future is, is going to be, but right now is. And I yes. actually love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love everything you just said because I, I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle and especially his work around the power of now, um, I, which I believe is one of his books. I think I listened to the yes. audiobook version yeah. of it, but it is so powerful because the one thing he says that I always remind myself is that now is all there is. The past and the future don't actually exist because when you're thinking about the past— you're thinking about the past now. And when you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about the future in the now moment. So everything's always happening right now. And that's, I feel like that's the power of the present moment is that you can choose to ruminate, to overthink, to analyze, to shame yourself, or to project your past onto your future. Or you can choose something more empowering and basically craft the narrative around the life that you actually want to live. (laughs) It's like the positive self-talk, you know? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that has to be practiced as well. (laughs) It does. It does. I think we all have, we all have an inner critic. And just like you said, with journaling, I've personally found that journaling through It's funny, actually, if I shine a spotlight on my fears, because a lot of people will just repress fear and negative emotion, but the times when I've sat down and said, okay, fear, we're going to journal. We're going to journal this out. It's funny, the minute that I gave my fear or my anxiety space and I tried to write, like it didn't have really anything to say. It was so interesting. Like it was, I literally, my mind just went blank. And then suddenly I had this feeling of overwhelming inner peace. I don't know. Our mind is just, our subconscious mind is such a funny, it's such a funny thing because it just wants to keep us safe, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But at the, I also, so what I also think is our subconscious actually wants, yes, it wants to keep us, I think, okay, this is complicated a little bit, but (laughs) okay. The subconscious also wants to keep us happy and thriving. Yes. But maybe that, no, that's the superconscious. The subconscious wants to keep us safe, but the superconscious wants to keep us happy and, <laughs> and thriving. And if we connect to the superconscious, we can allow that 
whatever is going to bring us to thrive and to be happy to come out. Yes, I think with the subconscious mind, you know, with it wanting to keep us safe, I think that's where it keeps us in what's familiar and what's um, in our comfort zone, right? And like you said, when you connect to the superconscious, then you're able to step out of the comfort zone and kind of tell your subconscious mind or reassure your subconscious mind that it's okay to to try new things and to experience new things and that physically we are you know we are safe and we are okay but that it's it's also okay to have new experiences and that's a part of life and being human and growth <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jen, this has been such an enlightening conversation. Could you tell us where we can connect with you on social media and whatnot? Yes, absolutely. So you can connect with me on literally any platform. (laughs) I'm mostly active on Instagram and YouTube nowadays. And you can find me on Instagram as my first name and last name and underscore and on YouTube as also my first name and last name. And you'll definitely, if you type in Jennifer Schluter with hypnosis, you'll definitely find me with a lot of videos. Awesome. That is wonderful. So I will leave all of that information in the show notes. So for those of you listening, make sure you go connect with Jen on social media. And Jen, I want to thank you so much for all of your wisdom and insight and for taking the time to be on the podcast today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Oh, of course. The pleasure was all mine. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more beyond this podcast, make sure to check out my website at innerdivinealchemy.com and give me a follow over on Instagram at innerdivinealchemy. Don't forget to check out The Collective where we have monthly themes on all things metaphysical and spiritual. I'll chat with you all again very soon.